Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello guys, happy Parenthood Friday. Hey, just before we get going on today's episode, I wanted you guys to be the first to know about a little initiative uh, that I've just started. Um, The reason that I love podcasting is it is my way of being able to sit down uh, kind of like one-on-one with you guys. So many of you come and speak to me through my DMs during the week. I have so many conversations and my absolute favorite thing is to have coffee with people, right? Like that is what I love the most. That's how I love helping people. I love going down to my local cafe. I do it just about every day. And I realized that I couldn't do that en masse. And so that's actually how this podcast came about because in my travels, so many girls in particular would say to me, I wish you lived in my state so I could have coffee with you and just sit down and chat and pick your brain. And that is actually how Girl Next Door was born. So recently I have found this cute little platform called Buy Me A Coffee And God has really been stirring me to invite you guys to partner and journey with me so that we can reach more people. So this podcast, I have um, absolutely loved doing it and I'm not going anywhere, so don't worry. Uh, But I have sewn selflessly for three years, completely at my own expense, my own cost after work hours, like right now. Uh, recording this, it is half past 10 at night. Um, So I feel, I really felt stirred that God's like, you need to reach out and ask people to journey with you. And so this is what I feel the next step is. And so I thought it would be really good if we could share the load and I've made it bite size. And when I found this buy me a coffee platform, I'm like, that is so me. I didn't want there to be annoying signups for you guys. And so I'm asking you guys, if you feel led and I've broken it down into bite-sized pieces, I would love for you to be able to join me through this Buy Me A Coffee. Um, The link to it is on the show notes of this episode. It is also in the link tree, which is attached to my social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. And um, I've already had a bunch of you sign up. Thank you. I will give you shout outs at the end because I've promised that I will. Uh, But you can like donate, you know, a coffee is worth $5. You can donate, donate one, two, three, whatever you want. Or there's also a monthly membership that you can um, join, which is literally, it is just $5 a month. I've actually had someone already reach out and go, are you kidding me? Can you please do other membership levels? Cause I want to be able to contribute more. And I do not expect that at all, but so grateful. Um, and so I've got a goal to reach 50 monthly members. So anyway, I just wanted to put it out there. Buy me a coffee. I so appreciate it. I would actually love, and this is where I felt God really stir me. I would love to be able to actually dedicate a whole day of my week to podcasting. I feel like we are in such a crucial time right now with society. And I know that this podcast is just helping to shine light on so many things. I get 
I'll have to start reading you some of the messages. Sometimes they bring me to tears every now and then when I think, oh, this is just so much work. Maybe I won't do it. And then one of you guys messages me and it's literally turned people's lives around and um, help people navigate culture and parenting and all of that. So anyway, I just wanted to start off with that. But today, what we are here to talk about is a second part uh, of what we started last week when uh, to do with apologizing and forgiveness. So this is a, uh, a core, it's not even a skill. This is a lifeline. Teaching our children how to apologize and how to forgive, it is a lifeline that is going to help them navigate friendships, relationships now and for the rest of their life. So last week I talked about how to teach our children how to say a proper apology like it needs to come from the heart and just saying, uh, you know, I'm sorry for something that they've intentionally done is not enough. And so apologies and forgiveness, guys, it's all about the heart. I mean, how do we raise great kids? I say it again and again and again. We disciple and we mold and we shape and we focus on their hearts, not their behavior. And so apologies and forgiveness need to be uh, things that come from their heart. It's not behavior modification. So definitely go back to last week and have a listen to the tips that I gave you on how to teach your children to apologize from their heart. But today we're going to focus on forgiveness, why we should teach it to our children uh, and how we can teach it to our children. And like I said last week, this world would be a much better place if we learned to truly apologize and forgive. It goes hand in hand. And, you know, I look around and I see a world that is teaching our children to not forgive, but instead to hold a grudge and to demand reparations. And, you know, I get so frustrated with language, even just around reconciliation. We're constantly hearing about reconciliation. And I've talked about this on a Wednesday episode, but reconciliation means that someone was wronged, right? And it means the offending party says, sorry. And we've got that bit down really well. We're always talking about that. But the offended party also needs to forgive because that is how reconciliation is achieved. But what we're teaching children through our education system, through the media, through politics, is to sit in their offense. You know, I remember a few years ago, Ashton came home from school, high school, and he was telling me about how they were doing Indigenous studies at school. And he came home so frustrated because he goes, Mom, we've said sorry, but nobody is accepting our apology. What else do they want? What more do we need to do? We're just talking around and around in circles. And I just remember thinking, you know what? And I said this to him, I'm like, buddy, you're right. You're right. I don't know either. And it's frustrating because, you know, out of the mouths of babes, forgiveness is so important. And I think we've got it wrong in that we think that forgiveness is letting the other person off the hook. And I think that's why the world, even with the um, indigenous issues, that's why we're not hearing anything about forgiveness, because somehow I think the message seems to be that if, if 
they say, yes, we forgive you, that that made what happened okay. But that's not what forgiveness is. And that's what we need to teach our children. Now, we can go right back to basics and the beginning in the fact that God models this to us, right? Forgiveness is a God idea. Like we were separated from God by our sin. And then he came that we might receive forgiveness and be reconciled. So for that to occur, we have to admit that we're sinners and we're in need of forgiveness. So that's obviously where the apology part comes in, which I talked about last week. But if God forgave and then reconciled us, then we need to as well. And, you know, when I look at society, I I said to someone today, I was having coffee, there you go, I was having coffee with someone. And I said to them, it's like, whatever God set out at the beginning in the book of Genesis, whatever plan and design he has, the enemy is definitely at work to literally take society as far away from that as possible. And I see that in issues like the indigenous issues, because we're being taken far away from God's plan of how reconciliation actually works. And so it's such a bad example to our children. So teaching our children how to forgive when they're young will help them in adulthood. It's going to help them be a better friend. It's going to help them in their marriage. And let me just say that some of your children, some of our children, apologies and forgiveness will come easy. Some kids just naturally don't hold grudges. Some kids just very easily will say that they're truly sorry. But others, we will have to help them work on that part of themselves a little bit more. I know children, and I've been a teacher for a long time. I know children that when they're offended, oh my gosh, they'll hold a grudge for the whole day. They won't talk to that person for the whole day. And other children, it's like water off a duck's back. So you really have to know your child's personality. And some of you might have to work on it with one of your children more than others. So the other thing too about um, about teaching forgiveness, it's not something that we can kind of sit them down in the car and go, okay, I'm going to teach you about this. It's not going to make sense to them until they actually need to practice it. So you're going to have to be aware and listen to them. Listen to them about their day. Listen to what's going on in their world. Listen to if they've been offended at kindy or childcare or at school or with one of their siblings because it needs to be taught on the fly as it happens. Otherwise, it won't make sense. Now, the most apologizing and forgiving will probably happen in the home between siblings. Um, So when one of our children would apologize from the heart, as we talked about, we would always get the other child to say, I forgive you. Now, it didn't always sound like they meant it. And now that they're adults, they've kind of adopted a different language. They instead will, if they apologize, they'll say, oh, that's okay. But we intentionally got them as children to use the words, I forgive you, because we wanted to instill in them the meaning of forgiveness. So their tendency as children was to say, that's okay. But we wanted to show them that sometimes when someone hurts you, that's okay doesn't achieve the same thing because often what the other child did is not okay. What the child needs is not to be told that's okay, but they need to be told instead, yes, you hurt me, but I forgive you. So there are many instances in life where our child will get truly hurt and Um, 
forgiveness in these cases is much harder, but it's necessary for our child's wholeness. And I'm talking about, you know, sometimes it's the adults in their life that hurt them. I was talking in the car with Georgia today and she said to me, mom, I've got some girls that really struggle with this. And because I was talking to her about what I was going to be talking about on the podcast and I was explaining to her what I was going to teach you guys. And she's like, oh my gosh, that is so good. Because with some of them, it's their parents that have hurt them. Like if you've got a parent who's an alcoholic, you know, how do you teach a teenager to forgive when they think that forgiveness means forgetting and that's okay and moving on because it's so much more than that. So it could be that they're hurt or let down by a friend, or it could be a a traumatic event like having an alcoholic parent in their life. Um, For me, my dad leaving my family when I was three, that's an example of when, you know, forgiveness is just more than a, a, that's okay. Um, So it's actually a lack of forgiveness that will break down relationships. And I've seen that in my own life. I've seen a breakdown of relationships between my step-siblings and my siblings um, and my parents in my mum's second marriage. And so I know what it is. I have seen the end result, the fruit of not forgiving, and it's really awful. And so we, um, I really want to encourage you as mums and dads to be on the lookout for when your child suffers an offense because it's such a good opportunity to teach them um, an important thing that they're going to need the rest of their life. So first thing is it's important to teach them why they need to forgive because it is hard to forgive when you've been hurt. But if we have the perspective of why, then it really helps. The first reason is that God wants us to. It's the way that God's modeled it. And if that's the case, then it's the best thing for us. Um, another reason to forgive is it's because it helps us to keep good relationships. We don't want to get to the end of our life and be lonely and have no friends because we never forgave anyone. When we forgive, we actually feel happier. We feel freer. It brings us peace and it makes us a better person. So often the forgiveness is more about what it does inside of us than the other person. So I want to break down for you the three different levels of forgiveness. And to be honest, um, I saw this being articulated on the PragerU app that I told you guys about a few weeks ago, and it helped me so much. And this is what I was explaining to Georgia. And then she was like, oh my gosh, mom, that is so good. And so I really wanted to pass it on to you guys. So level one forgiveness, this is probably the most common kind of forgiveness. This is when we forgive someone who's wronged us because they've apologized and they've owned it and they most likely won't do it again. And I would say most situations fall into this basket. So someone's wronged us, they've apologized, they've owned it, and they probably won't do it again. And so we forgive them. Now that kind of forgiveness means we wipe the the slate clean. We don't try and punish them for their wrongdoing. We treat that person as if they're not guilty right? We don't make them pay or get even or take revenge because they're sincere and they're taking responsibility. So this is the the kind of forgiveness that your child will most likely need to use the most. It means that we move on and we don't punish the other person by treating them rudely. And it's really important, by the way, to teach children to move on. I spoke about this last week. So once someone apologizes to them and they've owned it, and then your child forgives them, then is very important uh, 
that a part of the forgiveness means that you move on together and you don't keep dwelling on it. So that's the first level of forgiveness. The second kind of forgiveness, a little bit trickier, this is when someone has done something hurtful to, uh, hurtful to us um, and so hurtful that it alters our relationship with them. So they might own up to it. They might apologize, but they most likely won't change. So this is a little bit more difficult. This is when people go, well, I can't forgive because they keep doing it. You know, it might be a child gets hurt by someone at school and that child at school keeps doing the same thing over and over and over to your child. So this is really important, guys, here, that we teach them that forgiveness is necessary for our healing, but it has, what that person's done, has altered the relationship. And relationships are built on trust. And so when someone loses that trust, even though we forgive them and we don't seek revenge, we also need that person to know or your child needs to know that that person needs to earn that trust back and they need to rebuild that trust. So in that case, you keep ties with that person, but with caution and watchfulness. So it it means that you teach your child, you're not a doormat. You're not going to let that person hurt you again, but you forgive them because it releases you and it gives that person a second chance. But at the same time, they've done something and yes, it has altered the relationship. And even though you forgive them, they need to earn trust back with you again. That is a perfectly fine scenario. It's good because it teaches your child to protect themselves and to stand up for themselves. It teaches them to not let people who are treating them wrong just walk all over them. But at the same time, you're helping to release them and not build up any bitterness in their heart because you teach them that the the forgiveness is for them. It's for their healing. But the third level of forgiveness, now this is more unusual. This has happened to me recently and this is why this helped me so much. The third kind of forgiveness is when a person has done something really hurtful and it's altered your relationship and this person refuses to apologize, they refuse to take any responsibility and they show no remorse. In that case, the reason that you forgive is to release. So we forgive to release resentment within us but we also release that person. Now, the way to approach a person that does this, they've done something really hurtful. They're not going to own it. They don't want to, they haven't apologized. They're they're not sorry, no remorse whatsoever. In fact, maybe they'll double down. You could get your child to approach them and to tell them directly uh, that what they did and how it hurt them and that you want to have a good relationship and ask them to apologize And if they do, extend forgiveness. And if not, you could try again later. However, that's a pretty big skill for a child. That's more of an adult skill. So if that's the case, I would say you forgive them so that you can move on with your healing in your heart, but you release that person. You are not under any obligation to continue relationship with that person, but you're not doing that out of bitterness. You're not doing it out of anger. You forgive but you're doing it because that person is making it impossible to have a relationship with you. I'll give you a very personal example. 
Um, just recently over the whole COVID thing, I had a close family member who treated me extremely poorly because of, uh, my choices were different to their choices. And this person was verbally and emotionally hurtful. And I definitely don't say this lightly, but it absolutely was bordering on abusive, but because they're a family member, it's so hard. I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. And I've actually really struggled about it in my heart because I can't just walk away. But what this person has done has absolutely altered our relationship. And um, I asked this person to apologize. I said, I love you with all my heart and I want to have a relationship with you, but you need to apologize before we can go any further. And this person 100% refuses. And so I struggled because I'm like, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor. Um, but to put myself back in a situation and this person didn't just do it once, it was multiple times in multiple ways. And it just, I can't even believe myself now, um, that it happened. Um, but this person refuses to admit error, refuses to take responsibility. And so I have no choice, but to, um, distance myself and any relationship I have is very with extreme caution and, and minimal kind of contact. And so that's an example, but that is very rare that that's going to happen to your child. So, um, I would say it would be more at level one. So let me quickly go, go over those again. So level one is when we forgive someone that's wronged us and they've apologized, they've owned it. And so we're like, yep, forgive you, move on. And which we, you know, get, let them off the hook. Second level, they've done something hurtful is altered the relationship, but you know, they've apologized. Um, they might not necessarily change their behavior. And so then we forgive but we continue to uh, have ties with that person, but with caution and watchfulness, and that person gets to rebuild trust. And then the third one is when the person's done something hurtful, they don't want to own it, they don't want to apologize, so we forgive to release us, but we also release them. So the other thing too that I want to quickly say before I give a shout out to my beautiful Buy Me A Coffee people who I appreciate so much uh, teach your child what forgiveness looks like. Okay. So it's not just saying I forgive you. That's a part of it, but you know, it looks like a whole heap of other things. It could look like a hug. It could look like a smile. It looks like moving towards someone. It looks like including them again and playing together again. What it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like talking about them behind their back. It doesn't look like getting back at them. It doesn't look like purposely excluding them. And the final thing that I would say is teach your child to ask for forgiveness for their sins when you pray each night. I hope you guys are praying each night with your kids. Um, I used to do that with my kids. I would say, always get them to say, repeat after me. And I'd get them to ask God to forgive them for their sins. And if they could even name one or two, that's a really good thing. Now, in this day and age, people would be shocked. Like, oh my goodness, what? You're going to get your child to admit that they've done something wrong? Yes, 100%. Absolutely. It's biblical. So teach them that we are all in need of forgiveness and we're all in need of a savior. And if we receive it, teach them about how the Bible says that God throws our sins as far as the East is from the West. And that if we're receiving forgiveness, then we need to extend it. So there you go. 
Before we go, I would just like to acknowledge my brand new uh, members who have signed up for the once a month uh, membership. So a huge thank you to Chloe, to Victoria, who left a beautiful message, uh, and to Brooke, who also left a lovely message. Thank you. And also a big, huge shout out and thank you to an anonymous person who did a one-off donation of 10 coffees to Sarah. And I just want to give a special shout out to Isla, who I love and who I know, um, a beautiful young adult in our church. She was the first one, a university student, to jump on and buy three coffees. I love you, Isla. Shout out, shout out to you. And I just wanted to share what she wrote um, because it really, actually, really, truly blessed me. Uh, she said, you've said many times before that you're happiest with a book in one hand and a coffee in the other. That's so true. In that regard, you and I are much the same. So let me shout your next few cuppers as a token of my gratitude. GND has helped to inform many of my opinions and decisions, has sparked thoughtful conversations amongst my friends, has encouraged me to speak out courageously and with conviction, and has entertained me on many long drives, plane rides, walks, and gym sessions. Thank you, Pastor Renee. Love you lots. I love you, Isla. And her and I are actually going to go out for a real coffee in a cafe bookstore very soon. So guys, I appreciate every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for being present and for being such great parents who just want to learn more about good parenting. I just think you're all absolutely amazing. And I cannot wait to be with you next Wednesday. uh, And I look forward to seeing you then. Until then, bye.